Does this quarantine have you feeling hungry or thirsty? If so, head down to Twisted Barley Brewing Company in downtown Jasper. They will be filling up your growlers with your favorite local brews, serving up pizza, chicken wings, and pig wings, all curbside. You can check out their menu on their Facebook page at Twisted Barley Brewing Company. You can call ahead and order or order as you arrive. Please continue to support local businesses during this tough time and enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. My name is Drake Pittman, and this is Pass the Jar. Welcome back to Pass the Jar. Today, we have a good episode for you guys. Before we dig in, though... Our guest has brought me a jar of moonshine. He said he doesn't want any more of it, so I'm going to try it real quick. But our guest today is Eric Nix of Old 64 Barbershop. If you've been around the Summerton area, going to get your hair cut at a shop, you know who he is. But Eric, while I'm taking a sip of this gasoline, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know. I got you. Uh, yeah, so my name is Eric Nix. Uh, I own and operate. Old 64 Barbershop. I'm one of the four barbers there. We opened up in about 2014, March of 2014, so we're approaching the six-year anniversary of the shop. Um, I'm born and raised in Walker County, near the Coleman County line, uh, on the river pretty much. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of me and where I'm from right there. (laughs) Dude, um, that moonshine Mm -hmm. is America in a jar. (laughs) Jesus. All right. Um, so you told us where you're from and so what part of Walker County near the river? So, uh, around the Sipsy Mulberry Fork, um, you know where Buck Tussle is by yep. any chance? All right. So if you're leaving from Sipsy headed towards Buck Tussle, that's pretty much about a mile from the Coleman County line. That's where I, I grew up. My parents still live there. Yeah. So we still have property there and all that. Where did you go to like high school and all that at? Um, so I started elementary school at Sipsy, transferred to Cold Springs, went there until, um, man, 10th grade maybe? So I went to Sumner Christian, and after that I went to a little school that don't exist anymore called Trinity, right over here, uh, close in the Trace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I can't remember the name of that church there, but I, I ended up graduating there because I was transferring back to Cold Springs, uh, but I wasn't eligible to play basketball, leaving the county and coming back. We kind of found a loophole the first time. Yeah. So I just found a little private school to, to go to and <laughs> play ball. I th- is that church even still open? Like I don't know. I drove into the parking lot not too long ago, and it didn't look open. It's still there. The building is still there, but it, it looks pretty grown up. I can't remember what it was called. Though. Trinity, Trinity Christian Fellowship Trinity, or something yeah, like that. Something, Trinity <clears throat> so you you were just hung around you know, this area, Sipsy, mm-hmm. Sumner pretty Christian. Much, yeah. Go Eagles. I was yeah, there right. for a while, too. <laughs> uh, what did you do after high school? Oh, man. That's been a long time. Uh, a lot of nothing. <laughs> for for <laughs> yeah. a long time, I did, man. I was kind of a bum. Uh, I was pretty wild right, right out of school. Uh, I didn't get any, in any serious trouble, but uh, I was just kind of, you know, just a hellion. So I didn't do a lot. I worked... Uh, with my dad off and on at body shops and around the house and stuff like that. Uh, didn't have anything that resembled a career for a long time. And um, different 
there's different things I thought was going to be careers that ended up not being kind of how I felt feeling this. Uh, but, uh, man, it, it's a long time ago. I really, <laughs> I really can't remember like what I did after high school. Did you have a knack for the auto body stuff or did it kind of just. Not necessarily a knack. No, I, I, uh, a lot of it made sense to me, but I, 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 I don't know if I ever got good at it. I never did enough of it to get good at it, but I, I was always kind of stuck in that helper stage, you know, just like any trade has, yeah. carpenter or anything else. I kind of that was out of laziness for sure, because my dad, my dad definitely taught me enough stuff, but <laughs> it was never, uh, you know, I'm gonna take over the family business yeah, or anything. Yeah, nah, nah. My dad, uh, he did have a body shop in Sipsy uh, as I was growing up. It had caught on fire. Uh, then he went to work for for different body shops, but that's that's what he did as a main trade for. Most of my life. So when you decide, when you sat down, it was like I got to figure my shit out. Mm-hmm. What? Well, when did you decide to? Start I had a lot it? of moments like that, uh, but I did. I couldn't ever come. I couldn't really. I, I, I forced a lot of it, thinking, "Well, maybe this is going to be the thing I'm going to do." Uh, nah, I don't like this. Uh, I, I knew I wanted to work for myself. Um, so me and my dad were going to open a shop. At, he has a big shop at home. We were going to do. Um, custom jobs and all that car car uh, car jobs. I was going to do interiors. I actually went and got certified in, in upholstery. I kind of hated that. <laughs> it was too tedious. I, I ended up pissed off all the time. Uh, but to answer your question, I, I, I there was a lot of things I thought was going to be uh my thing, but years and years down the road, it, it ended up becoming barbering. What what made you decide to do the barbering? Was it like an experience, or did you feel like you had a talent that you wanted um, to share? I, I knew I would like it, because I would always cut my buddy's hair, uh, jacking them up. I <laughs> thought it was awesome, you know, doing fades and everything, but I thought, I thought were great, they were trash. Uh, so I did have a little bit of that knack, that I liked to do that. Um, but when my dad and I were working at Edwards Chevrolet downtown at that body shop, I worked there with him for about three or four years and it was just beating me up. And I seen how beat up everybody that worked there was. I was like, man, nothing against the trade or anything, but I just don't think I can do this forever. So I started thinking about different things that I could do to work for myself, to own my own business. And, uh, I don't even remember how I, I came about that as an idea. Just one of the things that popped in my head, like, man, it'd be cool to be a barber. Like that'd be pretty sick. And, uh, it was the one, one of the things that stuck, but I kept working for that job for like another two years. Uh, and I ended up getting fired from it <laughs> and, uh, not, not too long after that, a couple of years after that, um, the barber school I always wanted to go to was out in Roebuck. And it was at the time I was working the shop, it was too, it, it was too much of a financial strain to quit and then drive to, to Roebuck every day. But my mom does <clears throat> home health and. She happened to drive through Gardendale one day and said, hey, I think the barber school has moved over here in Gardendale. And uh, I was like, well, all right, let me call and see if it's the same people because that's where I want to train. And I called them. They're like, yeah, we, we moved over to Gardendale now. It's like, all right, I'll, I'll be there uh, Tuesday. They opened, reopened on Tuesday. I was there that following Tuesday. When you got fired from the yeah. body shop, you are like, oh, well, you know, I'm not that upset about it. Uh, no, I wasn't really, <laughs> I wasn't really that bummed about it. Uh I didn't have any money. That sucked, you know? Yeah. Uh, so 
I was just kind of living off my my wife's. So she worked at Walmart at the time, so we were we had really dirt cheap rent and everything. So we was living off that, and um, her we lived with her brother at the time too. So so a lot, a lot of people helping us out in that time for sure. Yeah, and then she got done with nursing school, so we moved to Tuscaloosa for a couple of years, and uh, I was in photography school down there. Moved. She got a job back in Birmingham, so we it was like, all right, that's it. We're coming back to Birmingham, and it was shortly after that that all all of the barber thing kind of came together. When you saw that the school was in Gardendale, and you decided that's what you were going to do, mm-hmm. did how did you learn to balance? Did you learn to balance like that in home life at the same time? Uh, well, so let me get my timeline right here. So I started in <clears throat> November. I want to say two thousand. Yeah, we've been. No, my son was born in 2012, November 2012. I started barber school in October of 2012. So I had no job. My wife was a nurse and not working at Walmart anymore, thank God. But uh, again, we was in a fortunate situation. We moved into my friend's basement apartment, dirt cheap rent, and just lit. We lived way below our means and uh, and got, got me into barber school and, and got through it. But yeah, we had a newborn baby like pretty much the whole time I was in Barber College, and uh, I don't I don't know how it balanced it. It just that's the way it was, and that was it. You just knuckled down, and yeah, there was no there was no other option at that point. That was you you know there's nothing to balance if you don't if you have no other choice. Yeah, <laughs> you know you knew it was this is it. This is what yeah, I've got to stick yeah, with. Yeah, this is it, and you you can feel that kind of thing. I think when you find it, you know, I believe. I did anyways. Yeah. I can't say that a lot of people, you know, that everybody will, but I did for sure. I knew, I knew because it kept coming back in my head that I, I wanted to be a barber. And it was the one thing that kept coming back, kept coming back. I was like, man, I can't, if, if I ignore that and don't ever go try to be a barber, I'll, I'll regret it forever. And I didn't want to do that. Yeah. That's what we talked about in uh past episodes was how you, if you give up on something, that regret that always hangs in the back of your head, no matter how happy you are in your life. Yeah. And where you're at, you don't want that regret hanging back there. I think that's the worst case scenario is to have regret for things yeah. like that. And, you know, most people, some people do it and they don't realize it until, you know, five to ten years down mm-hmm. the line. They're like, well, I could have done that. Yeah. And are you proud? You're obviously proud that you followed up with it yeah. and stuck with it. Definitely. I think another important thing about that is you have to acknowledge when the that you're getting those signs like that that this is what you need to do but you can't you can't follow every little good idea you get as a dream too you can't waste too much too much time on you know things just being a good idea and like well this is what i meant to to do those are two those are different things if if that makes any sense yeah it's easy to have passions about things because you develop a sense of this is what I'm meant to do, even though it's just a hobby. It's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between what you need to and do that, and what you want to and do. And that was that big time period that I mentioned. It was full of things like that. Yeah. Like, well, okay, this is definitely what I want to do. Like, well, yeah, that's cool, but it's not the real thing I was supposed to do. I don't think. I think I'm doing what I was, supposed to, I, I was meant to do for sure now. I think you're fulfilling your purpose yeah. on this earth for I, sure. I think so. I hope so. When you, so when you finish barber school, did you obviously have like an apprenticeship period, right? When you finish? No, no, that changed. Uh, about as I was in barber school, that changed. Uh, it used to be a countywide thing. You would get your license uh, from the county, and well, Jefferson County had a barber commission, but 
the rest of the state didn't. You would go get a $4 license and you were a barber. Like, that was it. But while I was in school, the cosmetology board took over barbering for the state. So they, they changed a lot of the rules. Uh, it used to be you would have to be out of school for two years before you could open your own shop, I think it was. But they changed all that. And I, and I, I was finding out all this, like, in the month after, like, in between me graduating barber school and opening. I was still finding out, like, crossing my fingers, like, man, I hope I can just open my shop because I, yeah. I already paid my deposit <clears throat> everything. So what made you decide to open your own shop versus working for somebody else for a while? Uh, the big thing was there was no shops to work. That was the big thing. And I wanted to do my shop. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a vision of what it what it needed to be, and that was that was the big driving force. I knew I, knew I had to open a shop eventually. Did you see the demand for it in our area? Because, yes. you know, I yeah. got mine at a, a beauty salon yeah. up until Every, the everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody did. Uh, when we was in Tuscaloosa, I would go to a barbershop in Northport down there. And uh, we came back home. I was like, man, there are no shops still. No cool shops. No guys. Guys got completely out of being barbers. It was all uh, females. Nothing against that. There's some really good female barbers. But there was just no younger guys getting into it. And, uh, yeah, I, I knew if I was going to do it, I had to do it then. And we, and we had to we had to make it happen. And that was... I never even considered working for somebody else, really. You knew I didn't want to be sitting under anybody. Like I wanted, You wanted to open your own shop, do yeah. your own, your, your it was, own way. I was afraid of getting stuck at someone else's shop, too. Because, you know, I get comfortable there for several years and don't want to leave. Maybe somebody else opens another shop in Summerton or Walker County and beats me to it. But that was the big thing. I, I had to do it. That goes back to that regret in the back of your head. Yeah, You're yeah. like, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. I didn't want to see somebody else do it and think, you know, well, that should have been me that did it. You've been in the same like area, the same center, you know, the whole time. Mm-hmm. How did you plan your the layout of the shop that you wanted? Uh, as far as the uh, the space itself, yeah. Like, how did you come up with the designs? And uh, man, I really just filled it like full of stuff I thought was cool. A lot of it came from my house. Uh, you should see pictures of when I first opened. There was like four things hanging on the wall. It <laughs> <laughs> was just stuff I had at home. I didn't have a place to hang up. But that's pretty much what I've done. Is just like things I think are cool, things I like. That's what goes on the wall. Yeah. And hopefully everybody else likes it. And, you know, they turned out that everybody else thought all the artwork was cool and all <laughs> that, you know. And then the chairs are going to go where they're going to go. And, you know, waiting area across from the chairs always in barbershops. Salons is different. They face the mirror. We always face the uh, the waiting area yeah. for conversation. And we have all the electric tools and all that stuff. So that's a. Uh... We'll dig into the conversational side of your business mm-hmm. pretty soon, but when you started, you started by yourself, right? Right. You didn't have any of the guys you have now. No, it was just me. What made you decide, you know, I'm going to start growing my staff. I'm going to start adding to my team. Uh, I wanted to start with two barbers, but there were no other barbers. It was just me. So that was the goal. I, I, when I first opened, I had two chairs, but it was still just me working. Um and it it wasn't long at all that I knew I had to have somebody come on. And that's when Blaze came on and joined us. He was one of my customers at the barber college I was at. That's how we that's how we met one another. And uh, he started coming to my shop when I opened. And uh, he just started expressing that he wanted to go to barber college. I was like, yeah, do, do that, please. <laughs> do <laughs> By it. all means. Yeah, because he did. And uh, 
I was like, I guarantee you have a job. I promise as soon as you get done, I will hire you. And uh, he started working with us a little bit before he got out of school. And we just continually grew, continually grew. You uh, you took in some younger guys, you know, around my age, mid-20s. Right. Blaze was around lower mm-hmm. mid-20s about the time. Yeah, I think he was 21 maybe. He was around that one. I think he turned 21 while he was at the shop. Really? I think so. Did you Did you see this as your chance to – help younger guys kind of yeah. not go on the swirly paths that we both have gone yeah. on, you know, yeah, kind of keep it narrow and I, straight. Yeah. I, I always wanted to show younger guys, even much younger than that, high school kids, middle school kids, that barbering is a cool thing that you can grow up and do. Yeah. It's not like, it's not lame like it used to be when we were growing up. It's just an old dude, you know, smoke filled, <laughs> yeah. tiny shop, cutting hair. It's it's like you can be a cool barber, you know, not that we are, but, <laughs> but but you can be, someone can be. You brought an edge to it. Yeah. You know, you made it cool. Yeah, and I hope so. All four of your guys, you, you have different personalities. Yeah, you know, very different. Different conversational types, and it caters to all your customers. Yeah. You know? It seems like I don't ever want to, like, offend any of the guys because I love talking to all of right. you. You know, if it's like. You see some people like, oh, I'm waiting on so and so. You know, like, does that ever offend you? Like, no, oh, okay, piss off, dude. <laughs> nah, because it's uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah, you know, I've I've had regular customers of mine that have passed me up sometimes after you know <laughs> after I've got guys that uh, join me, but it's nothing. I mean, there's they may do one little thing that they like better with their hair. Their hair <laughs> just may look better if somebody else cuts it. Yeah, that's fine. Nah. Everybody has their own way of doing it. Yeah, and we've all got our own clientele that waits on us specifically, so that's never, that's never a thing. Yeah, it's just I mean it's just like you know uh, going to a beauty salon. You like you mm-hmm. call and I want to make an appointment with yeah so and so. Yeah, Except exactly. This, these days it's just kind of most people just walk into your shop and yeah, we're primarily walking. Yeah, for sure. But back to building your staff. When did you decide? You know, after Blaze, I'm going to add Sammy and then Jordan most recently. Uh, well, me and Blaze for, I, I want to say we worked together for about a year, solid, just me and him, and we were getting our ass kicked daily. And we were packed out the door. People were turning around leaving because it was too much of a weight. Uh, so that's how, simply, that's how I knew we needed somebody else. And, um, Sammy is my wife's first cousin. So he, he had contacted me while I was in barber school and, and asking me about it, but he, he couldn't leave his job. Uh, to go start barber school but um he ended up going to take another sales job and like he just wasn't really feeling it and kind of wanted something different and i just talked to him at a family gathering he was like hey uh i'll apprentice you you don't have to go to barber school or anything i'll just apprentice you and you know we can we can go from there because we're we're getting slammed every day uh he didn't believe me though he thought Man, there's no <laughs> way they're that busy in about a month of apprenticing in the shop he was like yeah this is <laughs> this is legit yeah. like i gotta i gotta hurry up get done when you started seeing the wait times grow no i know it was stressful obviously mm-hmm. yeah did you feel proud were you happy yeah that yeah you did that there wasn't a lot of time to to feel like that because i was stressed <laughs> i was so stressed out but uh yeah i there was a lot of times where i did just consciously think like this is what you asked for this is this was the goal you know yeah be like so soak it in because this is what you were trying to do but man it's rough like it's rough when you're shorthanded and you're getting yeah. hammered on like that this is yeah. one of those this is the bet i made i'm just gonna lay yeah. in it and yeah now now i don't stress about it i got so many guys now that 
just nothing. Yeah. One of us can take off and we're not dying, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It does move a lot quicker, you know. It moves much quicker, I'm yeah. gl- And I'm glad for y'all because you don't look so dead by the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the old shop, we were talking about this the other day, uh, you know, we moved two, do- <clears throat> excuse me, two doors down from where we were. That old shop didn't have central air. We just had a window unit and a mini split, and we was in there just baking during the summertime. It'd be like 90 degrees with all the body heat. And we would just be, <laughs> I mean, destroyed at the end of the day. Just That's destroyed. why I was always like, you know, if I if I know I had to go get my hair cut, I was like, I'm getting there early. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it was terrible in the summer. Terrible. I can imagine how y'all felt. It was awful. <laughs> awful, man. So if speaking I could have of went, like worked out worked shirtless or something, I probably would. Have. Like it was, it was awful. Man. You got paper towels stuffed everywhere yeah, in every orifice was, of your body. I, I would even put like a, a cold towel on my neck. It would be soaking my shirt. Like <laughs> I don't even care, man. I'm, I'm staying cool. So you were pretty happy when you moved to the yes. new location. That was yeah. about a year ago. Uh, yeah, I think like February first was the year. Seems like it. Yeah, I think so. How much have you enjoyed being in that new it, space? It's awesome. We have more room. We have an actual break room. People don't come into our break area to use the bathroom anymore. <laughs> they were doing that a lot. Uh, well, back in there, only eating jacks. Why well, you got to take a piss? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our, our chair where we we had a chair to eat in. That was it. We had nothing like we could have now on the back, and it was right outside the bathroom. So people would come back there, use the bathroom. Like, all right, cool. I'm just gonna sit here and eat my food right outside the bathroom. <laughs> Do you ever, ever ever have any of those moments where it's like you didn't wash your hands? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. A majority of people do not wash their hands in the bathroom. That's a fact. Working in a hospital, I can. Yeah, pay attention when you go to you know Walmart bathroom or something. Nobody washes their hands. No, it's terrible. When you obviously move into the new space was part of growing the business. Is there anything you would like to do to expand your Summiton business, like your location? There's not a lot I can do right now in Summiton, honestly. my landlord don't want to hear me say this, but I would like to have my own building uh, designed exactly how I want to pay it off, be free of rent. That'd be the ultimate goal. But uh, I don't think she listens to podcast anyway, so I'm all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're about maxed out where we are right now. Yeah, um, not a lot of room to grow. So maybe expansions in another city or something would be next. I don't know. Theoretically speaking, how sick would it be? If you just started like an old '64 brand that took over Walker County, you yeah, had like almost to where you could barber maybe two or three days a week and yeah, go, yeah, go around and check on everybody else. Yeah, that's the goal uh, for sure. <laughs> for sure, start I'll, your own empire. Yeah, I want to continue to cut hair, but also would like to chill at home and <laughs> not, and make money somehow. Yeah, watch your money grow while you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah play with my kids every day, or whatever. But cool. that's at the same time, you know. You, it's always everybody's dream to like grow your business, but the natural roots of what you've got going on where you are now, I think that's what makes it more authentic. Yeah, it makes the experience you know more authentic. You hear good conversations, you know, like I was talking with Mason, how he brought a conversational platform with the mm-hmm. brewery. You're doing the same thing with your barbershop because you know we spoke about how you may not have known this person existed. But yeah. next thing you know, you're finding yourself talking to them until you leave. Oh, yeah. And also with you, bringing that to the county, did you, when you started noticing that, did you feel a sense of pride in that as well Definitely. as you're bringing the community together? Yeah. Yeah, more so with that than anything probably. Uh, when I was planning the shop out, I was concerned about how 
it was going to appeal to all ages as well and, and different types of people, uh, different occupations and all that. But somehow it just worked itself out and everybody, I mean, there's people that have got life-changing jobs from people they met in the shop or lifelong friends that they've met in the shop, you know, to be lifelong friends. Uh, but same for, same for us too. We've got friends that we, people we didn't even know that we know from the barbershop that we, we hang out with all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. And have a mixture of, you know, a 17-year-old dude hanging out with an 80-year-old dude that's not kin to one another and they're conversating and, you know, having laughs together. That's pretty special. You don't see that. You don't see that in anything else. Yeah. It's not at restaurants uh, like Mason's Place. That's a good spot for something like that. But you don't see it in a lot of type of a, a lot of different types of business. You're mending together the generations of old and new of Walker County, but you're also mending together, I guess, I don't like saying this, but like the classes, like you could have a blue collar mine worker come in and have a good conversation with someone that's a doctor or lawyer. Yeah. Classes exist whether we want to admit that or not. They do. There's different types of people that you're going to associate with and you're not, but it's all in there. It's just all the same. It's weird. It's just one of those weird things. I don't know. It's like one big group chat, like, yeah. the, you know, text chat. It is. It's like everybody just starts rambling. And, and everybody's laughing at stuff they shouldn't laugh about and, like, <laughs> all that stuff. It's crazy. You don't feel like you you have to have too much of a filter. Obviously, you yeah. don't want to step on any toes or offend anybody, but you can be free with what you want to say yeah. a little more yeah. in places like we that. We pretty much allow everything. You can't offend anybody. Uh, you can't be a racist. That's yeah. a big thing. Uh, nobody should be right but there are yeah it, it, it exists still uh, that's the one thing we do we don't have a problem with that but that's that is the one thing that we will shut down instantly uh man everything else is pretty much wide open i mean it's good and wholesome yeah <laughs> to a fault almost i mean we, who knows we may have run people off with that mentality before i don't i don't know like blaze has thrown a few jabs my way i've thrown a few his way because we yeah. knew each other before you started yeah, working yeah. there but you know like it's easy to not it well it's not easy to get offended by any of you guys in my opinion yeah just because you know all of my friends we don't get offended i yeah. just learned to not be that way but you know you kind of have to watch stuff when there's kids in there though that's all yeah, yeah that's the big thing women also uh but a lot of the women that come they can they can hang for sure they uh They'll surprise us all the time and spit out some kind of something <laughs> harsh, you know, like, oh, okay, sorry, I didn't know that. Being such a small community, you know, some of the some of the women that come in there, we went to high school yeah. with them or yeah. somebody went to high school with them or right. just knows them. So, it, you know, it's easy for them to be in their element no matter what. Yeah, it is. It's, they're a little standoffish when they come in sometimes because it's all guys in there. It's loud, a lot of crude jokes being cracked on everybody, and uh, but they just kind of soak it in and and laugh you know it's it's cool well you know what you've brought to the community and hopefully what you bring to the whole county eventually Mm -hmm. is special and it's a good place to go and relax i don't care how long i have to wait you know i enjoy being there yeah and i think that's part of the the whole experience with the barbershop in in general until my my little tag along usually starts getting restless and loud that's when i'm like okay let's let's get him out of here are you happy doing what you do yes that's very. That's the one thing when I start this podcast is I want people to come on here and express how happy mm-hmm. about what they're doing. That's the thing. You can find <clears throat> something to make you happy at work. You don't have to be miserable at work. You, you can't quit your job and not do anything, but you, you can take a pay cut sometimes and 
and find something you love to do. And best case scenario, you you get paid okay, and you get yeah. you, you know you get to have fun. We'll transition with that statement that you just made. I was like, that's a perfect smooth ride into yeah. what we're going to talk about yeah, next. Yeah, I had is, that planned all day. So yeah. <laughs> it did. Uh, your job it's allowed you, like I called you earlier, a man of many hats. Yeah. So it seems like you never stop. Uh, no, my wife hates it. <laughs> she hates it. Like just now, I went and picked up my son, dropped him off of the house because she was cleaning the house and all that, and I headed straight out here. I was like. I'm not training tonight. I'm not doing anything else. I'm going to go here. I'll bring some food home or something. You know, you always got to add in that little prize at the end yeah. of the food home. Yeah. So if we can come out to Jasper and bring Chick-fil-A <clears throat> home, it's usually, all, a, it's usually a, all good. It's yeah. a W. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. Like, I know, obviously, anybody that follows you on social media or anything knows what you're into. You are huge into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yes. You fought MMA a few times. Uh, I the- had one sanctioned fight. Yeah, and it, I I started it so late, man, that I lost that. Probably one of the better things that's happened to me is losing that because I would have kept doing it probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I started that real way too late. Still training and everything though. How does training make you feel? Does it let you get the stress of a work day out? Definitely, yeah, yeah. That's a a big benefit to it. And I'm 40 years old now, so a lot of guys my age are just getting in horrible shape. They're yeah. not doing anything. They're just like, well, that's what I'm gonna be the rest of my life, you know. And, nah, I don't, I don't see that. <laughs> that's that's not how I see it playing out. You're not gonna allow yourself to get into that. Nah, so I just try to stay in shape, and that's that's the easiest way for me to do so. Do you ever? You have to keep your aggression in check sometimes, where you're like, you know, I've had a shitty day. Yeah. And not really. That's one of the things that uh, jujitsu does for you is it controls all that for you. Just, good- just by fighting another person. On a day-to-day basis, that'll smooth everything out for you in, in every conflict possible. Keeps your zen levels pretty even. It does, yeah, very zen. So there's no – people can say whatever they want to to me. It's, it, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You always have this look on your face like you could kick me in the balls and I'd probably just tell you to go away. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm not going to fight back. Yeah, don't try that. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah, don't that, kick yeah. Eric Nix in the balls, please. <laughs> <laughs> I've known people that do – any kind of mixed martial arts or any kind of discipline training mentally, how does it make you feel like discipline wise? You feel you you know, you know when to get elevated as far as anger levels go and when to keep it mellow. Yeah. I still struggle with that a little bit, uh, but it definitely helps control that. Uh, like I was just saying before as a teenager and, you know, as a man in general, Words a lot of times from another guy can set you off, make you want to fight and all that. When you know how to fight, none of that matters. It doesn't matter. You can say whatever you want to say. It, like I say, we when we train uh, any kind of martial art like that, you're fighting all the time. So you have nothing to prove. You don't. You don't have to get that aggression out because you're doing it all the time. You don't have to punch a stranger in the face. You know. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it equalizes all that for you. You don't have to be your hardo in a local Walmart parking lot. <laughs> nah, nah, that's what, when I first started going to MMA gyms and boxing gyms, I was shocked at how everybody was so nice. I was like, man, it's going to be just a bunch of rough dudes. And it was, it has never been like that. Any gym I go to is still never like that because real tough guys don't have to act tough. Yeah. I mean, that's a fact it, the guys that are, are 
acting tough and all that or scared most of the time and insecure. If you know how to fight or if you know how to take your take care of yourself in any aspect, you don't have to puff your chest up at anybody. Yeah. You it's just, you, you just chill and wait wait for somebody to do something. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, you know, you can keep talking all yeah. the shit you want to, but I'm gonna have the last laugh. Yeah. What what belt are you at right now? I'm a blue belt still. So how far up the chain is that? Uh, that's right after white. Jiu-jitsu is a strange thing. Um, so a lot of people think of it as like Taekwondo or something like that where you, so I have a friend that's a third degree black belt, uh, and some type of karate, I don't know what he got that when he was in third grade. That's unrealistic by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) A third grader should not be a black belt. (laughs) Uh, typically in jujitsu, it will take you around 10 to 15 years to get a black belt. And that's consistent training as well. So I've been training off and on for like 10 years now, but there's a big off in that period. Um, so I've, I've been consistently training for another probably five years now and I'm at the second belt. So that tells you a lot. Yeah. It yeah. seems like there's a lot to go into the progression of the belts. Yeah. So like the Gracies and stuff, they're like legit bad dudes. They're the baddest <clears throat> on the planet. Yeah. yeah. They could break your arm, snap you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's not just about the submissions and all that. People think a lot. They see jiu-jitsu and grappling and UFC and all that. It's control. So they yeah. can control you. They can ha- hold you down and choose to do whatever they want to to get you to stop acting a fool. <laughs> it's just like, you know, watching like a UFC fight and you know somebody that's skilled in jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. You know, when they say, oh, no, he's got his back. Like, yeah. You know, something's it's very, my, it's very serious. Yeah, something's about to pop off. Yeah, very <clears> serious. <throat> if someone gets your back in the in the street situation, you're going you're going to be unconscious. Yeah. Yeah, and that you don't ever want to be unconscious in a street fight. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen at that point. Worst case scenario right there for sure. So how involved are you in the jiu-jitsu scene? Like, I know you did it here in Jasper and you just started one of Help start one up in Gardendale, didn't you? Uh, I'm I'm just a member of, of okay. these gyms, but uh, I helped in a sense of helped work on it and all that. And I I'm still very big in trying to recruit people to to jujitsu. I have nothing financially to gain out of that. I just think everybody should do it, and I think it's it's good for everybody to do. It's kind of like you know, people. Some people go to the gym. It's just a stress reliever. Yeah, and I've never cared about being. Big and buff and all that. That'd be cool and everything, but I want to know how to take care of myself. That's, yeah. that's my main thing. And as I get older and my kids get older, I want to be able to take care of my kids and protect them. That's my that's my main goal. Is jujitsu something you would like to teach your kids? Yeah. Yeah. I, I try to get my son into it all the time. He's just a little timid about it right now. Uh, my little girl is two, and I always tell my wife she won't have a choice, but she will be in jujitsu yeah. no matter what. I don't care. I don't care. She quit everything else. She's doing jujitsu whether she likes it or not. <laughs> so, yeah, she's she's going to know how to protect herself. That's awesome. Transitioning out of jujitsu, what are some other things you like to do outside of the barbershop? Man, everything. <laughs> uh, I just started playing basketball again for the first time in like 10 years. That's been awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's outdoors, I like to do it. Uh, me and my family like to camp, hike, mountain bike. Kayak, big into kayaking in the spring through the summer, yeah. some of the fall. Uh, man, anything outdoors, pretty much. It seems like the past five to ten years, the kayaking, canoeing scene has yeah, really it, taken off. It exploded, yeah. And even here in Walker County, we're getting more access sites to go Yeah, on. we've got some awesome places in Walker County. And I'm torn on it because I want it. 
I want it to be better for the people that already kayak Blackwater and the rivers and all these creeks. I don't want it to get too big to where it's, you know, you got something like the Cahaba where people are tubing up and down and all yeah. that. I don't want that. I don't. But I do want it to be better for us. I want it to be better for me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't think you'll see something like the Cahaba here just because it's such a, much, such a smaller community yeah. of people and the people that, do you have? Do you feel like you have a community that you go kayaking with typically? Yeah, with a bunch of friends. Yeah, there's always a few of us that get together and go. Definitely. What's the longest you have rode from around Walker County? Um, I've done the Sipsi River race twice. That is, man, I hope I don't mess this up. I think it's twelve miles. I think that's the longest trip that I've done. Maybe. It's hard to say because that one is just straight paddling. There's no current. The turbines are off during that race. So it feels oh. – it, it's terrible. But it's, it's it's a cool race. I hope they do it again. Um, I might have done more than that. I don't I don't know. It's hard to say. I, the only reason I know the mileage of that one is because I'm familiar with the creek or yeah. the river. That's, that's the only reason that I started know at, that. That started at the Frosty and ended at the no, Forks. It's, no, it starts at um, the dam at the Flash. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm talking about still water. Like, yeah. yeah, the only time I quit paddling in it is I'll stretch my shoulders out, start paddling again. And it's that for, I think I finished in a little bit over three hours is the best I've done in it, I think. It's crazy how the river translates to 12 miles, but it seems like driving from like the spillway right mm-hmm. there to the forks. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's a 40 minute drive almost. It pretty much is. Because that's that on 69 Highway, you've got to come back, depending on which way you go, back through Bucktooth or back through uh, Piney Woods and all that. That's a long ways. How long did it take you to row those 12 miles? I think I think it was three hours. I, I don't think I've broke three hours yet. Um, I may have. I know I know my time, la- the last one I did, incre- like I improved my time by like 10 minutes or something like that. Uh, the guy that won it was like an hour and 50 minutes or something crazy. He's speeding. <laughs> yeah, he had like a big 15-foot kayak, racing kayak, uh-huh. with a rudder and everything on it. Yeah. But uh, an impressive story on the first one, the guy that finished second, I believe it was, maybe third, he was on a stand-up paddle board, broke his paddle like two miles in, took his flip-flops off, got on his knees, and paddled with his flip-flops for the entire rest of the race and still finished second or third. If if that guy listens, can you send me your cardio plan, please? Yeah. <laughs> your he, upper body he, and cardio? Yeah, he's a monster. He owns a gym somewhere, they said. And yeah. he, he's got a picture uh, that they shot down from the bridge where he's paddling like that and he's got it blown up in his gym. Oh, it's dude. like, yeah, that's sick, man. That is – that's badass. Yeah. That There's is, no way around that. <laughs> that's super badass. That's, that's, a, that's a mindset I want right there. Yeah. Like, you're going to finish. There ain't no doubt about it. You obviously don't want to weigh down your boat at all. How did you keep like hydrated and? I think I carried like two bottles with me, two like um, little neoprene bottles or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Didn't want to, any any added weight was a terrible thing. Nah, it? you don't want no added no <laughs> added weight, no added drag. There was dudes with coolers and all that, but some people some people seem like uh, they did it just to contribute to the cause. Yeah, instead of trying to win it. Yeah, it was uh, man, it was. It was really cool, especially being from that area. Um, I I had already moved, you know, obviously when this when this happened. But um, 
I came back down there and, you know, signing in and everything, getting ready to race. And there's like a hundred people down at the boat launch. I was like, man, this is crazy. I would have never in a million years thought that first off, anybody, anybody would be kayaking out here, but much less a big race like this. Yeah. So it was, it was the coolest thing that's ever happened, in my opinion, in the Sipsy area, for sure. Where we grew up, you know, you grew up around Sipsy. I grew up in Empire. It gets such a bad rap. Yeah. And it, if you look past the meth houses, and, yeah. like, I love driving home, like, to see my dad and my yeah. granddad. Like, I love it. I love driving through those communities because it's just so natural. It's a natural beauty. Mm-hmm. And so when you're floating down the river, you're, like, you're looking at all this stuff you grew up around. You, yeah. Are you still enamored by that? Yeah, because I never got to – we never had a boat growing up. My dad just wouldn't – that's just one of the things he wasn't going to spend money on. So I've, I've got to see a lot of that part of the river by kayak and – it's been amazing. Like, man, this is the stuff I've drove over my whole life, and I'm actually down here looking up at it now. It's, it's yeah. wild. It's That's very cool, though. I've always wanted to get on a boat and go, you know, the bridge in Sipsy, after you pass the forest, before you start going up the hill, going towards the school. Yeah. Like, it's just, it looks so peaceful down there. I'm like, I just, I don't even care if the and boat's that's running. Where, that's where cut, the race comes right through there. So, did you... Were you trying? Were you focused on the race at that time, or were you, you know, taking in what was around you? A little bit of both. Uh, I, I do remember like coming through, coming under that bridge, and uh, they were up on top of it taking pictures, and everything, and uh, I was like, man, this is this is wild. Like this is Sipsy actually getting together and doing something. Yeah. Like this is crazy because it was not it was not that way before that at all. It was like a, the entire community down there took pride in it. It was awesome. Randy's, you know, Randy's store down yeah. there, TNR. He got an incredible amount of business from it. He was all excited. He's down there parking buses <laughs> and, and telling everybody where to park. You know, it was awesome, man. It was just a, I don't know, it was just a cool vibe. It was really cool to see. The the Forks has also become something, kind of a community hub mm-hmm. for people that are from there. You know, I've gone fishing down there a few times. Yeah. And like, you know, we live in Jasper now, but I still take pride. I don't care what anybody says. I still take pride in being from Dora and Empire. Yeah. Like, yeah, same here. Transitioning to your shop when you started adding memorabilia mm-hmm. and stuff to it, you've strictly focused on Walker County stuff from Walker County. I've tried, I've tried to. Yeah. Uh, not everything in there. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of it's just uh, tattoo culture and barbering culture, but there is a lot of stuff from Walker County. I wish I had more. Uh, there's still some local historians that I'm keep meaning to get with that I know have a lot of old mining pictures and all that that I want to get, but I just I just haven't got around to doing it yet. We're so steeped in culture that all the current events seem to take away from it, and what you're doing is you're reinstilling a sense of pride into most of us that are from here. Yeah, and you know, I lived in Tennessee for a while, and. I met somebody from Alabama, but they weren't from around here. And, you know, we were talking about being from Alabama. And they're like, where are you from? And I said, Empire. And they knew how, they knew where it was. They didn't live anywhere yeah. around here. I was like, what do you know about it? And they, you know, explained how they knew the drug epidemic and everything yeah, was so bad in Walker sure. County. And I was like, but you don't understand. You know, I'm, it's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. And you get past all the bullshit. And it's still yeah. a great place to live. Yeah. You know, a lot of it does suck. But it's ours, and uh, nobody else is going to talk about it. They can say whatever they, you know. We can say what we want to because we live, we live in it, and we know, uh, we know what it's all about. 
We know there's good people here. My shop is testament to the good people in Walker County. We occasionally have a, a tweaker or something come in, act a <laughs> fool. What, we, you know, they're cool too, whatever. They're just on a different path right now. <laughs> but, you know, long as they don't steal stuff from us. But uh, there's a lot. I mean, there's awesome people that are from Walker County that yeah. of all ages that come into my shop, man. They're just good people. They don't want to be around a bunch of the drugs and all that either. You know, so yeah. that's <clears throat> the way it is sometimes. You know, and you can't blame them, especially when it comes to raising a family. That's why I didn't hesitate yeah. to move to Jasper. Right. You know, it's still Walker County, but it's not Empire Walker County, yeah. you know. Yeah. I still look over my shoulder when I do go home because you never know. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. That's the way it is. It's just a, that's yeah. how it's grown to be. Mm-hmm. But I still take pride in being from there. I'm like, yeah. I grew up in Empire. People from Walker County have an edge. I don't, I don't, I I've never been able to put my finger on it, what it is, but there's some tough people from Walker County. I mean, there really are. It, it seems like people. Yeah. You know, it seems like at some point, no matter what kind of upbringing you had, you almost had to fend for yourself at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. I don't, I don't know why that is. It just kind of, it's almost, it's almost like an inner city mentality in a strange way. To, there's a lot of similarities, even though it's the country and, and all that, you still have a lot of the toughness that you would have in yeah. like an inner city upbringing in, in some kind of strange way. I don't know. I don't know, you know, where mine came from because I don't try to act like a hard, tough guy. Yeah. You know, I'm laid back, but I can be proud of where I'm from, but know it's still just as sketchy as I'll get yeah. out. And yeah. Some people are like, oh, you know, I'm terrified to come to Jasper or whatever. Uh-huh. It's not. It's, There's not a part in Walker County that I won't drive through. Yeah. I, I don't care. You're going to run into more good people than bad people, yeah. no matter I'll, what. There'll be somebody there I know. There's somebody there that, you know, I've I've got... They can vouch for me, yeah. or whatever you know. I still got enough street in me. I guess <laughs> it, we, we all do. That's the thing, man. We're all in the same boat in Walker County. We're not complete hard asses, but you know, uh, we we take pride in where we're from, yeah, and definitely. we don't want to talk down upon just because of that pride that was instilled into yeah. us, and our parents are even proud of it. It comes from, I think, it comes <clears throat> from a hardworking background from Walker County, blue collar. There's a lot to uh, to say about that. That. That itself uh, raises toughness in a way. It's hard to be from Walker County and not have somebody in your family that worked in a mine at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, both my granddads did. That's the definition yeah. of blue collar I was talking about this the other day. Uh, if you think back, man, uh, like my granddad, both my granddads passed away. They'd be around 90 now. But everybody in that generation, they were all missing fingers and things. Like, mm-hmm. you don't see that anymore. And it was all guys like... Working in coal mines and yeah. stuff that had lost fingers. Fingers and missing fingers and black lung. Oh right? yeah. You know, yeah. it was it was a very common occurrence. Yeah, definitely. Your pride in Walker County obviously shows if you walk into your shop, the first obviously old sixty four. Yeah. You you've embedded the name mm-hmm. into your brand. You've also come up with some merch that is pretty popular. You yeah. Know? Yeah, definitely. If I, I just don't ever like, I don't ever pay attention to it when I'm in there, like to think to buy it. You know, I look at it, I'm like, ah, I don't have the cash. Oh well. Yeah, but, we, we always we always got it. So, you know, it's, it's it's stocked in there. Does people coming in and buying those the merch, the clothes, does that make you feel like there's also people also still have a sense of pride of being from here? Yeah, 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 for sure. Instead of a running joke. Yeah, I always knew they did, but um, the fact that. People are wanting to wear something that says Walker County on it. Like, well, I'm going to Birmingham to do this this weekend. I want to wear this this Walker County shirt. Like, yeah, cool. 
Yeah. I mean, anytime I wear something with Walker County on it, out uh, anywhere, like around Birmingham or surrounding areas, there's always somebody that stops me about, man, that shirt's awesome. Like, oh, cool. Are you from Walker County? I'm like, no, but I know this person and this person that is. You know, it's it's wild, man. Yeah. If barbering ever fails, at least you got some dope merch to sell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to stock up just in case I get it. <laughs> no, nah, I think you're good, man. Uh, when you start thinking up of all these things to make Walker County look cool, because that's what you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's making Walker County look like a dope place to live. That's a good way to put it. Make you proud to be. Where did that, where did the ideas come from? Do you have a designer that you're not going to out anybody, obviously, but yeah, I I don't technically design anything myself. I have ideas. I have a designer. I text him like, okay, this ain't going to make any sense, but I want a shirt that says this, this, and this with this design. And he sends me back stuff, and this goes on for a while till we get in, you know, nailed down. Uh, but yeah, it's all basically from my head for the most part. I bounce it off my guys at the shop too. Uh, but yeah, I wish I had the technical ability to to design it myself and save myself some money. But uh, I've got I've got an awesome awesome design guy, uh, Brett Reed. Lives down in Pensacola, so that's that's kind of funny that my my design guy lives in Pensacola, yeah. and we just we text back and forth and all that with, with design ideas. Uh, but the, the the big one we have the shop is that everybody's probably seen is the Walker County versus everybody. Um, I did not come up with that. I did a lot of research on copyrights and trademark. There's no trademark laws on the versus everybody part of it, but a lot of cities do it. Uh, you've probably seen it around, but. I, the reason I wanted to do it, I seen it on, I believe it was Eminem and some a bunch of rappers like Big Sean, a bunch of guys from uh, Detroit. They did a Detroit versus everybody uh, song and kind of anthem, and they were wearing those shirts, yeah. Detroit versus everybody. <clears throat> and I was like, man, that's that's what I'm trying to say right there with yeah. Walker County. That's that's what I'm trying to say because they have the kind of the uh, us against everybody. You know, us against the world mentality. I was like, man, that's exactly how Walker County is. Yeah. Like, we're we're kind of the underdogs. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that we're just scum or whatever, but I mean, we're we're all together, and it's it kind of is us against everybody else. And I, when I seen that, I was like, man, that's perfect. Like that's it right there. But that was years ago, and I finally I finally started making <laughs> the Walker County versus everybody. One. That was one of the first ones you made, wasn't it? Uh, it was the first one that had Walker County on it. Yeah. So other than being in your shop, you, uh, you have the Foothills Festival. Mm -hmm. You usually get 10. That's what you sell at. Yeah. You see a lot of income from people coming from Foothills to buy those. Yeah. 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 A lot. Yeah. We do. We always do really well at those. I remember standing there talking to Sammy and Blaze at the last Foothills. There were so many people coming up and buying the merch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well. Yeah. Patting them pockets a little bit, boys. Yeah, it was, good. It was awesome. Foothills was really good. We always knew it would be good. But we, uh, Foothills, we didn't sell anything that said the shop name on it and all that. It was all just Walker County driven stuff. But now we've been able to kind of marry the two together, which has been awesome. That's, you know, when I see one of your, your shirts out and about when we're at, out on the town or whatever, I know where it comes from. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people are growing to know too is, yeah. you know, they got that shirt at Eric's shop or yeah. old 64 and you've built a brand, you know, yeah. not only with the old 64 and with your barber shop, but with the merch as well. Yeah. And that, that was always a goal for sure. Yeah. 
to have it kind of stand alone. Any aspirations with that side of the business? Yeah, uh, man. Uh, before I ever became a barber, I wanted to uh, like have a clothing line or something like that, or some kind of brand. And uh, I haven't let that go yet. I'll probably <laughs> eventually do something. I don't know. I'm just doing. I'm kind of doing the version of it now that I can sell shirts doing. If there's any investors out there, Eric, yeah. like your money. I need a lot of <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> um, you know, maybe you're. Maybe I'll get in touch if this podcast ever takes off the way I hope it does. I'll get in touch with your guy about some merch. Yeah. I eventually do want to start selling. You know, you can make a jar sticker. Somebody mm-hmm. put them in the back of their car. They're cooler. Yeah. But Every, People love stuff. Man. Yeah. They love, they love shirts, hats, <clears throat> and, uh, and and stickers. You, you just can't do too much. A lot of people mess up when they try a brand or something. They just do too many things. You got to keep it very simple. Especially starting Don't go out. starting to make, trying to make jeans or something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I have a whole line of backpacks. <laughs> nah. So back to being proud of where we're from, if there was anything you could say to somebody that kind of holds back about where being from here, what's the one thing you would tell them? Just stop. Be, have pride in where you're from, no matter where you're from. It does not matter. When, when you're from somewhere like Walker County, that's cool to me. You know, we've got our own culture and lifestyle and all that. It's you know, no offense to anybody, but it's, it's cooler than saying I'm from Mountain Brook. Or, <laughs> like that's kind of that's lame. Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody's uh, from Mountain Brook and Hoover these days. Yeah, I mean to be real, that that kind of sucks. Say you're from somewhere like Empire or Coon Creek, I mean, you drop Coon Creek. Well, who don't want to be from there? Yeah, like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's very cool. And now you got to take pride in where you're from because that's that's. I think that's more of who you are than anything else is where you was raised. Yeah. And uh, most definitely in a place like Walker County, for sure. It made me who I am. And when I moved around a lot through my college years, just like you trying to figure out what my Uh, place in this world was, no matter where I went, I still ended up back here. And it was always a running joke of Empire has a way of sucking you back in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I mean, you know, I've made it out. You know, I stayed gone longer than a week, mm-hmm. you know, other than I'm just running away from home. Yeah. But, you know, I, I set out with a purpose. And the last time that I did come back here, I was like, I'm meant to be here. Yeah. And I'm I'm okay with it. I'm proud of it. And I never shielded where I was from. Uh-huh. And if anybody ever came across me, I was like, oh, yeah, I know where Empire is at. And I was like, oh, I lived off a road off Coon Creek. Yeah. And I, I grew to have a sense of pride. I, I wasn't as hesitant to tell people where I was from mm-hmm. just because... Yeah, you you get past the drug epidemic, and it's like I said earlier, there's more good people than bad people. Yeah. And even the people that may have, you know, a drug problem, they're still good people. It's just they struggle with addiction. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's, that's that's a real part of, of the area, though. It, it sucks. That it's hard to find somebody here that doesn't have a family member or know somebody that yeah. struggles with it. It's not just here, though. That's the thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's it's everywhere. We just rank so highly on the list that mm-hmm. it gets brought up. Yeah, there is, a, there is a lot of it here. But there's a lot to be proud of being from here. You know, like we talked about with the rivers. We have a lot of natural beauty. You know, we're not far from the Sipsy Wilderness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to touch on that, if you don't mind, I, the, I get asked a lot, you know, because people think I, in a weird sense, I am kind of an ambassador for, for Walker County. I try to bring a lot of positive light to Walker County. Uh, well, what do, what do we need? We need movie theater. We need all this stuff. Yeah, like, that's cool, whatever. But we need to, personally, 
and I'm into this, so it's easy for me to say, but Walker County and Jasper specifically needs to focus around the outdoors that we have, I think. That's the stuff that brings people in. We've got Blackwater. That's awesome. We're hopefully going to soon have some mountain bike trails out at Walker County Way. That'll be awesome. But that's the type of people that want to go downtown, get something to eat after they're out riding these creeks and all that. I think that's the growth of Walker County is to build it around outdoor recreation. Yeah. That's what I personally think. I think so, too. I mean, you know, we're a stone part of Smith Lake is in Walker County. We're stones throw away from it. You have stones throw away from the Sipsy Wilderness. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of parks around here. Yeah. Yeah, Jasper's doing a good job with building some parks. There's there's a dog park right across from where we live. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that far away, but it also has a huge walking trail. Yeah. With a river, or not a river, but like a little lake surrounding it. Yeah, it's, I I went down there. It's it's nice to go to, Mm -hmm. you know. A lot of disc golf courses. It's like a one mile loop or something. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not nothing bad. It's nothing strenuous. Yeah. You know, if you just want to take a leisurely stroll, it's. And uh, I know there was an Eagle Scout that came to the shop. I wish I could remember his name, but he he had a project of building like the fitness area around there. So he made like some push up, pull up stations and all that around. I thought that was awesome. But you you can actually get a circuit in and get a workout there. It's very cool. It's super cool. Yeah. I want Summerton to have something like that so bad. It seems like they're always renovating Summerton Park. Yeah. Adding another yeah. baseball field. It's just all baseball. Yeah. I've got nothing against baseball, but we need some other stuff, too. We don't, I, have, a, we don't have a basketball court. I mean, that's a shame to me. There's uh, no outdoor basketball court. Yeah. Summerton never has been. Dora does, but yeah. Summerton doesn't, right? Summerton never has, no. I remember when we used to go to uh, Empire Assembly of God to play mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah. Which one of my friends. People don't understand. Basketball is life for kids that play basketball. Like that's all they. That's it. That's all they want to do. They that yeah. That's their. That's their form of fitness of being sociable with one another. Everything. Yeah. And back to you know the outdoors we have. That's. I saw an article the other day talking about how we're becoming one of the places for outdoor recreation. Mm-hmm. Is there any way you personally would build upon it? Build build upon what we have. For yeah, what we have. Lives? I don't. I don't know, man. They're uh, they're they're having a, a lot of success with. They're building up all the the uh, take in, put in spots uh, on Curry Highway. They just got done with it. Uh, Sixty nine Highway. They just got done with that landing. That's a that's a big thing right there. That'll um, that'll get people to come ride the creeks and all that. I'm still a hundred percent pushing the uh, mountain bike trail. That's that's all I want. I want to have a place to ride my mountain bike in Walker County. I mean, that would be awesome. But I, honestly, I think they're doing everything right. Um, everyone that's involved with it right now. Walker County Lake, in my opinion, doesn't get the publicity no, that it don't. deserves. It's nice out there, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's awesome. I used to just take my fishing backpack mm-hmm. and walk the banks. I didn't even have to worry about the boat or yeah. anything. Just walk out there. It's quiet. It's clean. Yeah, it is clean. You may run into somebody just in where you want to be, but yeah. other than that, it's perfect to fish I, out. I'd like to see more trails out there in general, even hiking trails. Yeah. That, that is one thing I think for is outdoor rec- recreation that Walker County needs is some hiking. We need some, some good hiking trails. Yeah. Wherever you, I don't know where you're going to put them other than Walker County Lake, but some, <laughs> there's somewhere to put them. I don't know. I love Empire, but let's just not build any in Empire. Yeah, yeah let's not do that. <laughs> um. So, you know, it's awesome 
being we're proud of where we're from and how we hope to inspire other like with this podcast. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not that's why I'm not stretching outside of Walker County yet, is because yeah. I want to centralize it and show people that yeah. there's something good here with everybody from all walks of life, regular Joes to musicians to entrepreneurs like yourself. And I don't want to outsource anything yet. Right. You know, that's why I'm trying to keep like season, I guess season one as purely Walker County. And we hope you and I both hope to inspire other people. If you feel a little bit of shame to not feel any ounce of shame of where you're from. Yeah, definitely. And if you, if you feel an ounce of shame, come talk to us. We'll, we'll change your mind pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, don't be ashamed of it. Nobody else is from, you're from here. You know what I mean? Be be proud of where you're from. Don't worry about where anybody else is from. You know, you can look at celebrities, uh, anybody you want to. They all, man, they got some, some rough past, too, where they're from and all that. None of that matters. Nowhere and nobody's perfect. Yeah. Everywhere has its crap. And and don't don't be so quick to want to get out of the area. Try to, try to build something here. Maybe it sucks because everybody leaves. Yeah. And nobody takes the time to build a cool business here or something like that, you know? Until now, it's happening now. That's right. I think that's a lot of the problem. Everybody just like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Instead, why don't you stay and try to make it better? I, you know, I saw, speaking on that, I saw where Jasper was one of the cities where population was decreasing. Yeah. And here we are. You have amazing restaurants, uh-huh. bar scenes, pretty good now. And all this outdoor play, all this outdoor uh, activities just surrounding us. Unless you just think it's hell on earth, why would you leave? Yeah. Other than you know, you may have a rocky relationship with your parents or yeah. somebody else that you yeah, want to get away from. Different. Yeah. And I tend to think of I lost myself moving around the way I did more than I did finding myself because I truly found myself when I moved back. Yeah. And what made me a better person. Some people do take getting out of here mm-hmm. to be a better person, but it's and, home. And it's, yeah, and it's it's not for everybody. Some people do need to move off yeah. and go do other things. You're right, but I don't know. I like it. I think that's just kind of depending on what you see as your ultimate goal. Uh, certain places can limit that. Yeah. And it you you see that. It's like, okay, I do have to get out of here to accomplish what I want yeah, to. Yeah, you're, you're obviously not going to stay here and for certain jobs. And things like that yeah. at the moment, you know, that, that will change, I hope. But, but yeah, as far as, you know, if you're going to open a business, I could have very well opened a business in Birmingham or something and been crazy successful. Maybe not, but, uh, I didn't know, something in Walker County is where I was supposed to be. And that was where we had to open it. There was no, there was no option in my, in my mind. That's where I had to open it. So, yeah. And I wish people, more people would take that mentality. Uh, you know, we're happy being here mm-hmm. as well, staying here. I don't, I don't think, I don't ever see myself moving off. You know, we right. travel, we travel a lot and it's a sense of freedom. Yeah. Even though, you know, I don't live with my parents or anymore. The only person telling me what to do is my wife. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it's still, like we were up in South Dakota and I was standing at Mount Rushmore and I was like, you know, I'm a million miles not a million, you know, thousands of miles away from home. Might as well be a million. Yeah. And it was just a sense of this world's bigger than what you'll ever feel, no matter how far away you are from home. Yeah. But towards the end of that road trip, because we drove, 
Uh-huh. Towards the end of that road trip, I was like, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. Not only, did, I mean, I miss my dog, but, right. you know, I was like, I'm ready to be home. Yeah. And it was, it's, it's amazing seeing the whole world. You know, there's there's a whole world out there to explore, but Walker County Hall will always hold like a special place in our hearts. Yeah, no matter yeah, where, where we go, what we do, and I love what you're doing with your barbershop and your merch line is giving us a sense of pride. Yeah, to be here. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's that's always been the the goal from from day one. I I told my wife constantly. Uh, I want to build a culture around that shop is what that was my, before I even opened it. That's what I kept saying. I want to have a shop and I want to build somewhat of a culture around that shop to where people start saying, you know what? It's not so bad here. At least we got this cool barbershop, you know, shortly after our open brewery started opening. We had nothing to do with that, obviously, but same timeline. And I was like, oh, it's getting cooler. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there is more stuff. There's, you know, there's good restaurants to go to now. You don't have to go to whatever chain restaurant, you know. You you have choice of some good food and all that. And that's it's been very cool. When we just gotta keep it going. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. What was the moment to where you felt this ultimate sense of accomplishment? Like I see what I built. I'm proud of it. It's only upwards from here. That's that's really tough because. We have been so busy that I haven't had a lot of time to 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 catch that stuff as it was happening. I, I, I can't say one specific thing that really came to my attention, like, oh, this is it. I, I see it. I see it working. It just, I'm still experiencing it. <clears throat> Excuse me, in a way. So I, I don't know. I don't know what that, <laughs> I don't know what that moment was. We've been so busy. It's just been a blur and it just kind of happened. And like I said, we're about to be open for six years now, and I'm still seeing it like, oh, this is crazy, you know? When I see somebody wearing our merch out somewhere, like, that's very cool, especially if it's somebody that, I've, that has never been to the shop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, I, I, I don't care. You don't have to come to the shop. Just, I mean, rep, rep Walker County, that's, yeah. that's all That's all we want. But uh, that that's always cool to see. Or you see some, some girl out with a uh, – Old sixty four shirt on, like she definitely didn't get her haircut there. I don't, I don't know where she got that, but that's cool. Yeah, a lot, a lot of that, that kind of stuff. I always think is awesome. You think there'll ever be a time in the near future where you like, you sit down and you just have a chance to reflect on six years? Because you know, you have kids, you have a wife, you have all the other shit you yeah. have going on. You know, when when there's a chance to catch your breath, do you think you'll have a You'll take. You'll sit back and reflect on all that. Yeah. Now I I do that often. I, I I really do. When I'm in the shop by myself at the end of a long day, uh, if everybody's left and I'm still there closing up or doing whatever, hanging out, waiting to go get my son or whatever the case is, um, it, it hits me a lot of times. Then I kind of look around like, man, this is like, I really did it, you know. Uh, I always say we because me and my wife is my wife is a big part in it, but. Like we we really did that. Like it's it was a dream for so long. The whole time I was in barber school, hating that. Like man, I hope this works. God, I hope this works. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and then I do, I do still occasionally sit by myself in the shop, especially if my wife is working late and I'm just wasting time. Yeah. I'll sit in the shop with one light on or something for an hour, no TV, and just chill, like looking around. Like man, this is this is wild. 
Like, it, it really happened that way. It's cool to sit back and look at what you've built. You know, like, I've looked back at the po- a few episodes that I have done, and, you know, at first I was like, I don't know how this is going to work out. Yeah. It's a, it's a gamble. You know, you take a gamble starting on your own business. Yeah. So you know how it is, you know, I didn't sink too much money into everything, but you have a sense of pride of I'm yeah. doing something good. It's not for me. Yeah. Because I this isn't for me. You know, this is to let everybody know how cool of a place Walker County is right. grown to be and how special the people are here. So when you sit back and think, damn, I've, I've, I've done this, yeah. you know, do you also start thinking about all the people that helped you get to that point? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the most important part of all of it. You can't you can't forget that stuff because there's there's customers that we've had over the years, uh, people that came and got their haircut by me when I didn't know anything and I was in bar, barber college. Just yeah, just too too many of those t- type of people to even consider yeah. naming or thinking of you know individualizing. But man, it's it's been a whole slew of people. You know, you hear a lot of people say use the term self-made and all that, and I, I don't think that's ever the case. I don't think anyone is truly self-made. There's always somebody that's lent them a hand, somebody that supported them, and uh, and all that to get to where they are. That's you. You, you don't do things by yourself. You're, you're not successful by yourself. If ever. anybody says they're self-made, it's because they were sitting on a crap ton of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, they handed the money to someone yeah. else themselves. That's that's exactly right. We're not going to get too squishy mushy here. Yeah. But how big of a supporter has your wife been? Everything. Everything. Yeah, everything. She, uh, like I said, she had a baby, was working all, <laughs> all through me going to Barber College, uh, 100% support the entire time. And, uh, yeah, there, it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been possible without her. I When I got out of barber school and I was getting ready to open, I didn't even have clippers that were any good. Like, I still had my barber school garbage and uh she took her income tax return and just bought me all clippers like and that i'm still using yeah it's, it's crazy that like that's how that's how i started it, it was that down to it was down to that <laughs> Wi wives are badass man they are man they are yeah. they're they're the they're the best support system you could ever ask for that's for sure you have to relay it in a way i feel like i have to relay it in a way someday or every day some way and it's not for my purpose, it's just for her, because yeah. she's done so much, been there for so much. Because after my mom died, you know, it put me in a dark place. Yeah. And I went off the rails mm-hmm. very easily. Yeah. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have made it out of that. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. That's, you know, I would have done something stupid, yeah, reckless. That's, that's very real, because you, you got to have somebody to, to balance you out. Yeah. For sure. There. They're the they're the yin to our yang. Yeah, you know that's the best way I can put it. And you know you butt head you butt head sometimes. Yeah, but that's well, you, natural. You see a lot of guys that are and and women have a lot of husbands it's this way too. They they smash any dream that you have and like no you're you're gonna go to work and that's what you're gonna do. You're not yeah. you you know you can't follow a dream and all that. I don't have a dream. That's all blah blah blah. You know. Uh, but man, my wife's never been that. She's she went. I mean, she wouldn't care if I did any. She she don't care if I just sat at home and was a bum, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we wouldn't have anything. Yeah, because you know, because we're wasting all the income. But yeah, she I mean, she literally would not care. But you know, that we can't let ourselves do that. I always catch myself, you know, I'm asking Brett. I'm like, is there anything you want to do? 
Yeah. You know, because here, here you are supporting me doing everything I want to do. Is there yeah. anything you want to do? I feel that way a lot of times, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're pushing me to my to my best. Is, yeah. Is there anything I can do to give you a little nudge yeah. just in return? Yeah, I, I, yeah that's funny you say that because I'm all, all the time trying to pick up on stuff that I think my wife wants to do. And, like, well, I'm going I'm gonna to try to help her financially do this or whatever. But, man, I still haven't figured her out. And you know, we've been together forever. I guess that's our train of thought because – I don't, I don't, I can't read her mind. Sometimes I know what she's thinking because we say the same damn thing at the same time. Right. But I know as long as I can give her everything I can. Yeah. You know, a supporter, be there for her. I feel like I'm doing my job as a husband. Yeah. And I feel like no matter how hard she pushes me, I don't have to push as hard because yeah. maybe they don't have anything they want to do. Maybe they're just happy. Letting us, yeah, do I think we... about that too. Like they, they are uh, by nature uh, mothers, and uh, maybe we're just <laughs> their big kids. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna support and go, go be something, son. We get told no <laughs> more often than you think. Yeah, right. <laughs> Obviously, sure. um, if there's anybody aspiring to set out and start their own business, or Maybe come work for you one day. Maybe maybe there's a 13 or 14-year-old, God, I hope not, listening to this with the way I spoke today. <laughs> but, you know, uh, if there's anything you could say to them as inspiration, if they feel lost or they have this certain dream that they want to stick to, what's yeah. the one thing you would say to them? Um, most importantly, don't ignore it. If something keeps tugging at you for a long time, that it's probably what you need to do. If, if you've got the one thing that's constantly in the back of your mind that keeps popping up, that's probably what you should be doing. Do that. I mean, that that's as simple as I can put it. Just don't ignore these signs that you get from your occupations or anything in life. That if, if something just keeps popping in your head like that, that's probably it's probably there for a reason. It's probably it keeps coming up for a reason. There's some higher power. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, sticking yeah, it somehow. Right. I, I I believe so. And, and don't and don't waste uh, time on the wrong things. Like I was saying earlier, don't don't waste time on what you think is a dream just because you think it'd be something cool to do for a living or something like that. You know, make sure that it's it's yeah. it's, it's feasible. That's that's a big thing too. If you if it keeps popping in your head, you know we spoke about higher power. Do you feel like it's your destiny to check, at least give it a try? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like I don't know how deep I get into that. Uh, I just know that things are in your subconscious or wherever for a reason. They, they're there that, I don't know, maybe your brain is trying to tell you or, you know, God, whoever is trying to tell you this is what you need to do. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I do, I do think that you should not ignore it. I a hundred percent believe that. Even if you have a full-time job and you see it as a side hobby that, it's still something you want to chase after. Yeah. It's in your head for a reason. Yeah. And it's not like you don't think oh, this is like going to play golf in my case. You know, right. it's just a hobby. Yeah. It's never going to be my source of income, but who knows what it could turn into. Yeah. You know, that's why, yeah. you should, that's, is that why you're saying you should go after it? I think so. And if you're fortunate enough, you can, uh, those hobbies can, you can try something out as a hobby. You know, like like with a podcast, for example, try it out. Keep your other job. If it keeps progressing, 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 then, hey, who knows, you know? I think that's the only realistic way to do it. Yeah. 
you hear all the time people I, I sold everything I just went broke and I I don't suggest that I don't know how people do that just, just completely quit whatever career they have and cash out their 401k or whatever yeah. and just do, I don't you can do it but it takes you know, big balls <laughs> yeah if you, if you fail that's it you know it's not like a movie you don't you don't got this you don't have this big uh comeback story no you're broke you have to be you have to be realistic yeah you have to be realistic going off topic and i don't care because this yeah. is i don't care how long this episode runs yeah. if you're still listening shout out to you right we love you um you see people at their best you see it at the top of their game the very first time i came to you was for my brother's wedding on top of my game, my brother's getting married. I'm happy for him. I came to you when I uh, was going to propose to my wife, and then I came to you when my mom died. Mm-hmm. You you see people at their best, like the top yeah. of their game to the lowest of the lows. And how do you approach? Are you you know it's like you got to go from congratulatory to condolences, like from one one person may sit in your chair, yeah. the next one may be the worst. Right. You know how do you have how do you change adapt to that you just let it happen organically you don't you don't think about it like there's been a lot of times where i've i've cracked a joke with somebody and uh you know they're they're responsive or maybe they're not and so what are you doing today well you know my brother just passed away and what funeral oh man sorry you know you don't overdo it you don't you know you know i'm so sorry i shouldn't have said all this and everybody knows just you just have to be like authentic with people and let your emotions come come out how they come to you in in a sense and uh that's that's how i approach it yeah with talking to people you don't you don't have to tiptoe around you know if if somebody has brought up that someone's passed away or they've got a a family member about to die or, or something along those lines they brought it up they're okay with talking about it have a have a normal conversation with them it, it might help yeah you know if everybody else is tiptoeing around the subject i don't i'll i've uh you know we've experienced extreme loss i don't i don't tiptoe around that stuff it, it doesn't do any good to to not talk about it in my in my opinion yeah so i i talk you know i talk to everybody about everything i don't i don't care you almost feel like a sock degree should come with being a barber yeah just yeah, not a good one <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no. no one should hire me there's so many times I've sat in one of y'all's chairs and I could have be having a freaking great day. I could have be having a crappy day, mm-hmm. but it's the sense of conversation, no matter <clears throat> the tone of it, I'll leave there feeling better. Yeah, that's and, awesome. You know, I'm glad that's what you brought to us, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you chase your dreams. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. When you got in public, the people come up and talk to you quite a bit. You know, I, me and a buddy walked up to you this past weekend and was like, "We're gonna steal your shoes, boy." Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Every, every, dude, everywhere, everywhere. And it, it's Birmingham. It's it's obviously Jasper, Walker County. It's everywhere we go. My my wife gives me so much shit about it, makes fun of me. She's <laughs> like, "Ah, you think you're cool?" Like, "Nah, I don't for real. I just I just know these people." Your demeanor never changes. No. Nah. you know and. That that translates from the chair to the bar stool. That's yeah. a good analogy for you know yours and your and mine relationship. Mm-hmm. You know we don't talk all the time, but if we see each other uh, twisted, we talk. Yeah, you yeah, know. definitely. Do you ever find yourself? We're not trying to run anybody off. This is this is just a tough question. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself like, dude, leave me the hell alone? Like I just want to drink a beer, hang out with my yeah. wife or my kids. Yeah. 
I can I can just about say that anybody that would hear this has probably not been this person. Oh, absolutely. But obviously that has ha- that does happen occasionally, but not often, man. The one thing I don't want to talk about all the time in public is how you want your hair cut. <laughs> Let me go ahead and put that out there. You, you can tell me when you come to this shop. And I understand that's a common thing that I have with everybody. So well, I'm going to come get my hair cut. All right, awesome. You know, we'll, we'll have that conversation. Just don't let it go no further than that. <laughs> you know, that, that's the, the fine line of business and leisure. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know you in uh, another sense of yeah. cutting your hair. Let's talk. Let's talk person to person. And that's get just to know like, one another. Yeah, that's like the uh, the last time when when I saw you at Twisted one night. We that's the that was like the day we decided to move. Yeah, and you know you're like, what's up, man? I was like, I was trying to find a damn house. Yeah, <laughs> you know we we just up and decided to move. That's one of the things. Like you know, no matter when I see you out, it's it's an easy conversation. Yeah, you know. Like, I swear, I mean, it's it's part, dude just part of what hair. I do for a living. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just, it's, I, talk. I don't see you as just the dude that cuts my hair. Yeah. You know, because when we do see each other out or you see any of your customers out, you, you talk to them. And once again, that goes back to what you've created is it's not, oh, hey, there's my barber. It's, yeah. Hey, there's Eric. Yeah. yeah. And, and to me, too, though, you know, the fact that I am your barber, or whatever, that's cool. To me, that's cool. Like yeah, I've, there's a lot of people that introduce me to uh, like mutual friends and stuff. Yeah, this is this is my barber. But that's that's cool to me. I think it's awesome. And everybody's like, "Oh shit, that's cool. You're hanging out with your barber." You know, yeah. like yeah. But man, I I got so many friends from from just from the line of work I'm in. Man, it's it's awesome. Yeah. What I was to say about, about my wife giving me a hard time. We'll go to a restaurant or something, and guaranteed, if there's 15 tables in the place, I know people at 12 of them yeah. at minimal, you know, guaranteed, you know, when it first started happening like that, I mean, she thought it was the, the funniest thing ever. Like she still makes fun of me about it. Like, <laughs> you think you're a celebrity or something? I'm like, no, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> but she it's funny cause she's also that person now because everybody knows who she is. Yeah. But funny thing about her, when she worked at Walmart, she, uh, she worked there for like six years, you know, when she was, Teen, uh, late teenager up into her 20s and every, she she was that person before I was yeah. everybody knew oh you're the girl who works at Walmart it was awesome so now she's getting a taste of it and I, I think it's great it's a uh, you know she she kind of ties in with you too is you know like one of the times we talked at the brewery she was there with you and I've never sat down and had a conversation with her she doesn't know who the hell I am right but she talked to me just like you know we were talking it was, oh yeah it was pretty cool and yeah your wife's an awesome person dude. I, I hate that she can't get out more she <clears throat> she was a she's a nurse so she works uh, what's called Baylor shift Saturday and Sunday but it's hers is fr- usually Friday Saturday and Sunday so weekends if I'm out I'm usually with a friend or something like that you know so a lot of people unfortunately haven't got to hang out with her but she's she's cool too. Dude, your kids are awesome. Like, I don't want to, I don't like bringing people's kids in it, but when we were sitting there talking this yeah. past weekend. Yeah, they're awesome. They're man. fun, dude. They're I love seeing your posts about them. And they're wild. My, they're nine day, man. My little girl is a maniac. She, she, <laughs> she, I came home today and dropped my son off uh, from school, and she was sitting in the, uh, sitting in the, at the kitchen table, dressed in like full bell, like from Beauty and the Beast costume, yeah. you know, dress and everything. Called me beast, of course. When I got there, it's like God, this is this is where I'm at, I guess. Yeah, but it's great though. I, I love my kids. I love having kids. It's, it's, it's awesome. 
I'm I'm glad you came on. Everybody gets to know you more or past, you know, just being a barber. Yeah, yeah. They get to know that <clears throat> the real reason why you do what you do at the shop, mm-hmm. what you do when you post on social media. Before we go into the last shots, tell people real quick where they can find the barber shop and you also have a side photography project on Instagram. Uh, yeah, sort of. Uh, I, I do take input on that. That uh, the Instagram account you're talking about is the the six four project. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of just a just four people of Walker County to see what we got going on and people coming to Walker County. Uh, but yeah, I need to be more active on it. I'm kind of stale. I've kind of got stale on it, but I need to be more active on it, and I, I need people sending me things as well. But yeah, but uh, the shop itself is on all uh, Instagram. It's on Instagram and uh, Facebook, Old 64 Barbershop. That's where they can find you? That's it. We don't have a website or nothing like that. Yeah. I, I wish we didn't have a phone. So, <laughs> and another thing on to how old school we are, uh, our shop is cash only. A lot of people uh, trip out on that. But I, I think it's cool, man. I think it's like I said, I wish we didn't even have a phone. I still take all my appointments on on a book, on yeah. a note, notepad. You know, it's it's we're we're old school to the core for there, sure. There's many a times I've drove past my bank, going to your shop. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> and then I have to stop at the DG right there, yeah. you know, in the old shopping center uh-huh. to get cash out, just so I don't have any extra. Added that's a fees. wild. That's a wild Dollar General right there. <laughs> You want to see Walker County, go to the Summit and Dollar General. Even at 9.30 in the morning. Yeah, it's live all the time, man. But you've built a you built an amazing staff at Old 64. You've built an awesome community. And I can tell, even though you said you haven't had time to sit down and totally reflect on the past six right. years, coming in since 2014, I can see the growth that you've experienced. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that to Walker County because we were lacking that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. There was a you came in at the perfect time, created the perfect market, and in all honesty, you gave us dudes a place to be dudes. Yeah, without being too cliche. Yeah, you summed it up right there. That was, yeah, that was it. That was that was it. That you know, was, like, that was the goal. You're you're about to celebrate six years. Yeah, they, they've flown by, haven't they? Yeah, I'm, I'm way ahead of. Uh... <laughs> of everything I thought, you know, of, in every way that I thought I was going to be. Yeah. Way ahead. So we're going to dig into the last shots. I tell everybody, it's a 30-second blast of questions. If you win, you get nothing. Yeah. If you lose, you get nothing. Just let everybody know real quick what you like, what you hate, what you like to do. Yeah. Before we delve into it, like I said, dude, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, you know. man. So we're going to dig into the last shots real quick, you guys. Some people have said, you know, no matter how good the conversations are, this is their favorite part. Oh, yeah? Just because it's like, snap, snap, you're putting people on the spot. All right, you ready? Yeah. And here we go. Favorite restaurant in Walker County? Black Rock. Musicians? Fast. (laughs) Outcast. 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 Comic book? Not in Walker County, but don't read comic books. Don't read comics? Uh, Okay. Book. Okay, can I answer real quick? Yeah. Um... Southern Bastards, uh, fellow Walker County guy, help help uh, illustrate that. Favorite location in Walker County? Favorite location? My parents' land, probably. And then the last one, favorite tattoo? Of mine? Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. 
I like my back piece a whole lot. It's old school nurse. My wife's a nurse, so yeah, that's probably my favorite right now. That's pretty dope. Yeah. And that's the end, dude. Favorite <clears throat> musician in Walker County, though, I guess is what you meant? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, just general. Yeah, in general. Yeah, I'm, I'm a hip-hop guy, so. Yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of good dudes in Walker County, though. A lot of good musicians. And I haven't got to see all of them, so I, I want to. That was, you know, I had Timmons on. He's the lead singer of Smash League. Obviously, you favor them to yeah. have them part of your yeah. anniversary party, which yeah, this we, will come we out. We got the pleasure of hanging out with Snivel today, so that was awesome. The uh, The anniversary party will obviously be passed the release of this episode is there anything you want to tell your customers before closing out what's the last thing you want to tell your customers for the past six years uh thanks for sure uh thanks for believing in our vision most importantly and continuing to to believe in us and uh being a part of it because yeah, everybody's been a bigger part of it as, as we have as the staff has so that's uh that's excuse me just uh, a big thank you for sure to everybody one more thing Eric if there's one thing you gotta say about Walker County one word describing Walker County pride awesome pride yep take pride in where you're from folks for this episode of Pass the Jar thanks to Eric of Old 64 for coming on and we will see you next time